Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash we do it all. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, T-Riz. What's the deal? How you doing? Bro, listen, man. I'm about to cook this boy Garrett up, eating my raspberries over here, my cranberry juice. This dude is a Derrick Rose fan who hasn't been good in ages, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't wait to cook him up, bro. Just can't wait to cook this dude up. That's wild, T. T, you coming out, like, just off the rip, just uh, shooting shots, throwing shots, man. Big old haymakers, but you said it best, man. You said it's our guy Garrett in the building, man. I really don't even have to say, man, for the OG family, you already know what it is, man. Uh, Super Mario Hoops 24, our guy uh, Garrett in the building. How you doing, my dog? Doing pretty good. Um, Feeling pretty confident going into this debate. Like, I know what Trent said, you know, D. Rose hasn't been good in ages. Well, if that's the case, then Westbrook hasn't been good in Millennium. So, <laughs> oh, hey, y'all, this, this, this right here, man, this episode is going to be it right here, man. So if you click on this episode, you already know what it is, man. This is about to be a fire debate, a real debate. You know, this is not going to be one of those debates where they're yelling over each other and you can't listen to each other's points. We're going to have a time to give your points, give a rebuttal, go back and forth and you know, I thought to myself, who better to do this, this debate than Garrett, my, you know, the Derrick Rose guy, you know, he's Derrick Rose's number one fan, and Trent, T. Riz, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook's number one guy, number one fan. So um, that's what we got here, man. Very similar players in Westbrook and D. Rose. So I'm not going to really do too much talking, man. I just want to let everybody know at home, make sure you smash that subscribe button, make sure you smash that like button. Uh, go check out all of my guy Garrett's uh, content. It'll be in the description down below. But if all that's out the way, are y'all boys ready to get into this debate? This is going to be a heated debate. Y'all ready? I don't know. I don't know how heated it'll be. At least I'm not going to get heated. Uh, I don't know about Trent. But I saw the, I saw you guys last episode, and I, I saw you he's <laughs> getting heated at points during it. So I probably won't get heated, but um, I think it's going to be a good debate. All right, T, you ready or what? You got any words before you go? Bro, you're talking too much. Get to the point, bro. Let's go, bro. (laughs) That's how you feel, T. All right, well, look, here we go. Um, This time I was going to do flip a coin, but I clicked record and I forgot to grab a coin. So this is how we're going to do this. Uh, I have a number in my head. Uh, Garrett and Trent, go ahead and pick a number and I'll tell you. It's between one and 30. I'll pick a number and then the number's closest. That's who goes first. 17. I'm picking number four, like D Rose's number. It was number one. So Garrett, you mm. got it. Yeah. Also another D Rose number, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Um, all right. So you want me to just kind of like go through my main points right now? Yep. Go ahead and go ahead and go through your main points. And then after your points, uh Trent will get a time to rebuttal if that's what you want to do. Okay, I have like so I have like 10 key points. Um, and then I have a few other things, but I'm I'm gonna save the other things um for after Trent starts talking so I guess to start off you know D Rose Russell Westbrook in this debate pretty much prior to the ACL injury almost everybody in the world will tell you that Derrick Rose is a better player than Russell Westbrook in 2009 who won rookie of the year same draft class Derrick Rose in 2010 who was the only member of the 2008 draft that made the all-star team Derrick Rose in 2011 Russell Westbrook, he prances into his first all-star game. Derrick Rose, winning league MVP. Youngest ever to do so while leading his team to the best record in the NBA. You know, Derrick Rose in 2012, 
he replicated this feat, leading his team to the best record in the NBA. So that's kind of bringing me now to my second point, where let's talk a little bit about that record, being the best player on the best team in the NBA. Did you know that Derrick Rose is only one of 12 players in NBA history to be the best player on a team that had the best record in the NBA for multiple times? The others are George Mikan, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Kareem, Dave Cowens, Larry Bird, Magic, Michael, Tim Duncan, LeBron, Steph, and Giannis. All those guys, if you notice, are on the 75th anniversary team. But Rose also accomplished this feat more times than guys like Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. I know that that was tough for John right there saying Kobe, but Kobe, Shaq, Hakeem, my guy, the big O, Jerry West, Kevin Durant, Carl Malone, D. Wade, Dirk, Moses, Dr. J, and of course, Russell Westbrook. In fact, this list, as I said, it's made for guys that have done it multiple times. Westbrook has never done this once, nor has he ever even played on a team with the best record in the NBA. And then in the 2011-2012 season, I feel like this is Derrick Rose's most underrated season uh, in the NBA. Because personally for me, I know the stats may not indicate it, but just by watching him, I thought he was personally a better player that year than he even was his MVP year. And I do believe he did deserve his MVP because he did deserve his MVP. Um, but as for 2011, 2012, you know, for the record, you know, Rose is above Westbrook and MVP voting, despite missing a lot of games in the middle of that season. Um, since people again, pretend like he was only a one hit wonder or something, but in that season, the bulls were 18 and nine without Derek Rose, which that's pretty good. That's like about a 67% win percentage. It's about 55 win pace. Okay. Pretty good. But with Derrick Rose that year, their record was 32 and seven. That's above a 67 win pace. The only team with a higher win percentage than that for a season since the turn of the new millennium was the 2016 Warriors. Think about that. Derrick Rose, the next year, had them playing the best team basketball we've seen since 2000 behind only the 73 win Golden State Warriors. They were on track, second best regular season of the whole millennium. So throughout NBA history, 70% of all teams have won 67 or more games in a season um, and won a championship. And then the only teams in those time in the last 50 years that fell short were those Warriors and the Spurs. We knew both of them couldn't win. One of them was at least going to lose. But the Cavs did beat Golden State that year. And then, of course, the 2007 Mavericks. Um, but what people forget in the 2012 playoffs is that, you know, the Bulls lost – most people think it's just because Rose got hurt. It's also because Joakim Noah got hurt. Um, so we definitely would not lose round one to Philly against that team. But again, people will say, oh, well, in 2016, uh, the Warriors lost because they lost to LeBron. I'm sure that this is probably, again, like what John would say. So there's LeBron would do the same thing, the same damage to them in 2012. Well, one thing is that the Bulls had in 2012 that neither the 2016 Warriors nor the 2012 Heat, nor the 2016 Cavaliers had, is they were a top five offense, a top five defense, and top five in three-point shooting that year. And again, Rose missed some time, and they were better in all these categories when he did play, especially three-point shooting. So now more so at attacking individual stuff with Rose, that was more so just to get to the point where his impact is felt bigger than almost anyone could have imagined, especially for people that don't remember him 
Cause I feel like a lot of guys like that cover the NBA a lot now, like maybe they didn't really get invested into it until after his ACL injury. So if that doesn't tell you how important he was to the Bulls' success over those years, then I don't know what's going to. Um, but, you know, just head to head with Rose and Russ as a mid range shooter. I mean, Rose is definitely a better mid range shooter. Both of them take about 32%, give or take, of their shots from outside 10 feet. I think Rose might take like 0. 0.5, 0.4% more of his like shots in his repertoire than Russ. Uh, from mid-range, but regardless, it's a pretty slight difference um, from about 10 feet out into the three-point line where Rose shoots 43% for his career, whereas Westbrook shoots under 39% for his career. As for finishing around the rim, it's fairly close in terms of efficiency. Um, obviously, both of them are insanely athletic. Um, if Trent wants to make that argument later about Russ being more athletic, you can make that. I, I personally think Rose is, um, but if you want to make that argument, completely fine. Um, there's no like method to figure that out really. Um, but you know, Russ has a higher finishing efficiency around the rim in the regular season, but Rose does in the postseason. So I feel like that's kind of comparing apples to oranges, but then as we move on to three point percentage, Rose is a career 31 and a half percent, whereas Russ is about 30 and a half percent. So again, Rose has that edge. And this is a big reason why so many people find, you know, fits for Rose in recent years as opposed to Russ. You know, a lot of guys, I mean, John has said it with the Lakers, how, where, where is Westbrook going to fit in? You know, so many times, like it's just his style of play, especially with that contract doesn't fit in with a lot of different teams. Whereas Derek Rose, you know, in recent years has been a much better shooter over the past five years. I mean, this has really become a beatdown. Rose is shooting about 36% from three over the last five years. And Russ is shooting 29% from three. And that's also considering this year where Rose has kind of seen a weird role right now because the Knicks want to go in a different direction, but they want to keep him as an assistant coach. He was getting inconsistent minutes. That's really hurt his three-point percentage this year. Like without that, he'd be shooting like 37% if you didn't include this year at all. So compatible finishing efficiency. Rose has better mid-range efficiency. He's a better three-point shooter. I mean, he's quite literally a more efficient scorer for his team. Then insert the fact that he also has a very high basketball IQ. It also provides for more efficient playmaking. And, I mean, really, who wouldn't want a guy like that on their team if they had to choose between the two? I mean, it also says about Rose's willingness to adjust to what the team needs. I know this year, like early in the year, Russ did make a sacrifice finally to come off the bench, whereas Rose made that sacrifice years ago. And really, he's been thriving for many years because of it. In fact, when Rose first signed with Minnesota, I don't know if, how well you guys remember this, but, you know, Tom Thibodeau, he wasn't really sure. Like, he wanted him on there uh, as a veteran, but, you know, they already had Jeff Teague. Um, I believe they had Tyus Jones at the time. So they told him you'd probably be getting minutes as small forward. And he said, I don't care. You know, I'll play it. You know, I don't see Russ ever doing that. Now, again, to be fair, I don't know if anyone's ever asked him to play a position like that. So to each their own, but I don't know. Just the willingness to sacrifice seems like something that Rose has bought into more than Russ um, over the last several years. Um, you know, and when he first came off the bench in Cleveland too, like he was accepting of that role when he was the best player on the Pistons because he was the best player on the Pistons in 2019, 2020, 
he did so as well. When he was the best player on the Knicks in a playoff run a few years ago, he did so as well, you know? So just thinking about that. And then additionally in the playoffs, Rose tends to up his level of play more so than Russell Westbrook does. I mean, Westbrook averages more points and steals per game in the playoffs in more minutes, but also less rebounds and assists and blocks, and then also shoots worse from both the field and three uh, compared to his regular season. I'm not comparing it to Rose individually, um, but as for Rose compared regular season to the postseason, obviously he's going to get more minutes, but also compared to his regular season stats, he moves up in points, up in rebounds, up in assists, steals per game, blocks per game, better three-point shooter, better free-throw shooter. Um, and he also averages only three turnovers a game to Westbrook's four. So now brings me to efficiency in playmaking, where Rose has a, a higher assist-to-turnover ratio than Russ by about, about a tenth, which might not seem like a lot, but it can definitely add up with how many assists and turnovers both these guys have had in their careers. Um, but over their careers, you know, Rose, he's only had two games with ten turnovers in it. That's like an average of one over every seven and a half seasons. And might I add, one of those games happened in 2014-2015 against the Warriors in Golden State, who, if you guys remember that season, the last five months, they lost an early home game to the Spurs that year. But from mid-November until the end of the year, they only lost one game at home. And it was to the Chicago Bulls. And in that game that Rose had his most turnovers in a game ever. He also outscored, out-rebounded, and had a better shooting efficiency both from the field and from three than the eventual MVP Steph Curry in that game. And he led them to victory, and Jimmy Butler didn't even play in that game, and he hit the game-winning shot over Klay Thompson's face to win it in overtime. So if there's any argument for the best game in NBA history with 10 or more turnovers, that, that's got to be up there. Is If not the best, it's one of the best. Um you know, as for Westbrook, he's had 12 of them over his 15-year career, 12 games of 10 or more turnovers. If you look at games where he's had where there's been five or more turnovers when they won MVP, Rose did have nine games of that in his MVP year, but Russ had 35 of those. You know, he didn't have a single turnover-free game his whole 2017 MVP campaign, which also, again, speaks volumes about Rose's IQ edge. And then I guess the last main point I'll leave it off with before I let Trent go, because I need some water. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think Rose is also probably the smarter defender of the two. You know, you could obviously argue there's no complete uh, package deal method where you're going to figure out who's the better defender. I think most people might say Russ just because his athleticism has lasted longer. Um, but if you compare MVP days to D Rose of MVP days to Russell Westbrook, both are definitely high flyers, like I said, and they'll get up to block shots. But Rose's MVP year, he had a defensive rating of allowing one less point per 100 possessions. And the best defensive rating of his career was 101, which was, again, in 2011-2012, that underrated season. Um, Westbrook's best in his career, 102. Comparing offensive ratings for those respective years, uh, Russ or Westbrook's was 108 and Rose's was 112. So you're looking at the net rating there for their best defensive year. Rose's was a plus 13 uh, per 100 possessions and Russ was only a plus six. Um, so it's definitely something that you got to take into account. Like I said, it's hard to, I guess, quantify them as both defenders. 
Um, but personally for me, again, it all goes hand in hand with IQ. And personally for me, I'm taking Derek Rose's IQ over Russell Westbrook's. That's just me. Um, and again, I got more, I'm, I'm going to go through it eventually, but I'll, I'll leave it with Trent. We'll see what he says and whatever his points are, but that's my, I guess, first argument. All right. Let me just go up with his Russ's uh, accolades, right? So Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, my baby boy, no homo, the best player, best point guard in NBA history, right? MVP 2017, he is a nine times NBA All-Star. He's a two-time NBA All-Star game MVP 2015-2016. Um, 2015, he had 41 points in 26 minutes in that All-Star game. Um, he's also a two-times All-NBA first team 2016 and 2017. And he's also a five-time All-NBA second team 2011 to 13 to 2015-2018. Uh, um, he's a two-times All-NBA third team 2019 to 2020. And it's funny because that's the year everybody said Russell Westbrook is washed. I believe that was the Houston Rockets year. Everybody said Russell Westbrook's career is over, this and that. But somehow he's voted into the All-NBA third team. Hmm, interesting. 2009, he's a, he had NBA All-Rookie first team. He was a two-time NBA scoring champion the 2015-2017. He also was a three-time NBA assist leader of 2018, 2019, 2021, and is also is currently on the NBA 75th anniversary team, which I don't see Derrick Rose on that. Now, Russell Westbrook at 23 years old was in the NBA finals, 23 years old. You talk about um, Derrick Rose winning MVP being the youngest. Congratulations. While he was winning MVPs, Russell Westbrook was in the NBA finals, averaging 27 points a game, 6.6 assists, 6.4 rebounds at 23 years old. Now, Everybody likes to bring up, um, you know, they got beat by that Miami Heat team. Cool, right? But we're talking Russ and D Rose. So I'm not even going to, you can't really bring up the team on that uh, thing. But, and I, I ain't going to lie. We talk about, um, I know Magic Johnson threw out there once that that was probably one of the worst performance ever for a point guard. But then again, we give slack to a lot of the young players that tend to struggle the first couple of years. So if we're going to give slack, to all those rookies that slack at the beginning of the first couple of years, well, Russell Westbrook is only 23 years old and averaging close to a triple-double. That's pretty, pretty, pretty impressive in your first final appearance. Also, Russell Westbrook holds the record for career triple-doubles with 211 currently, right? Um, before the triple-doubles, before Russell Westbrook had those four triple uh, average those four years of, you know, doing triple-doubles, no one was doing that. Before, like, after Oscar Robson, no one was doing that. Um, Russell Westbrook played it out so much that no one likes to talk about it. Now it's getting brought up again because Nikola Jokic is doing it. Well, ever since Russell Westbrook was doing it, you know, people was like, oh, is he winning? Well, in those four years of 2020, he averaged 22 points a game, 44% from field, 11 and a half rebounds, 7.7 assists. So that was 2020. 2018, 23 points a game, 42.8% from field, 11.1 rebounds, 10.7 assists. And then 2017, 25 points a game, 45% from field, 10.1 rebounds, and 10.2 assists. And then lastly, 2016, 2017, well, 2016, 2015, whatever that year, uh, 31.6 points a game, 42% for the, uh, 42.5% from the field, 10.7 rebounds and 10.4 uh, assists. But not only that, he's in his own lane, averaging triple, uh, triple doubles for four seasons. No one ever has done that in NBA history, right? Um, and also I want to bring up this point right here is that three seasons – Back-to-back -back all 82 games, 2008, 2008, 2009, and 2010. And the reason why I bring up that point is because when I was talking about earlier of how much games Derrick Rose averaged, 
he, he doesn't play as much. If we can go back to 2021, 78 games, 2017, 80 games, 2016, 81 games, and 2015, 80 games, and then 2012, 82 games, right? This is pretty incredible for a player that's not known for a shooter, and they tend to call him West Brick and stuff like that. For athletic players, their career doesn't really uh, last long because they're always attacking the rim. They're doing a lot of athletic moves. You know, injuries occur to happen, and that's what happened to Derrick Rose. Um, Derrick Rose was probably the most, most athletic player in the NBA during that time, and what happened? Obviously, did it panned out well. So, um, so, so you was bringing up the fact of um, uh, what was this? What was the point you brought up with um? Oh, the point you brought up with Derrick Rose allowing him to, you know, the coach would tell him to do this, and he would do it. What's that point mm-hmm. you brought up again? Um, I think I think I know what you're talking about. So yeah. on my, I think it was my seventh point, like his willingness to adjust to what the team needs. Okay, and okay. many years ago, like he when they asked him to play small forward he's willing to do it for minnesota his willingness to come off the bench earlier basically that's the stuff i was getting at got you got you Mm -hmm. so you was talking about pretty much that uh minnesota uh even new york next year right yeah really with the pistons too and cleveland when isaiah thomas came back but yeah okay okay so Mm -hmm. the years that you did bring up if we're going to talk about those years, right, 2016 to 2023, right, we can, we can go from there. Because ever since 2015, he was off the Bulls. Through mm-hmm. those years, Derrick Rose was not known as that superstar player anymore. He was not known as that guy. He was the Detroit Pistons year. Um, you brought up a – he played 15 games that year. He played 15 games that year. Once again – No, 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 no. Not I, I meant 2019-2020 for that. Uh, for all oh, Pistons, oh, oh. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I see it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the next year he got traded midway through, yeah. and it was a shortened year. Oh, so he played fifty games. Yep, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. got you, got you, got you. So, but the point I'm trying to get at it is though, right? During this time of his career, Derrick Rose wasn't known as that MVP. He wasn't known as you know the most explosive point guard in the NBA. He wasn't known as that dude anymore. Um, so for a player that dealt with injuries, for a player who isn't who he was. When you know years ago for his MVP season through, let's, let's 2008 was his rookie year. Obviously, I, I would give him up to maybe the whole Chicago Bulls tenure. He, he played pretty good injuries, whatever. I, I give him that, and not even if that, right? But ever since he left that Chicago Bulls roster, he wasn't known as that guy anymore. So what I'm trying to get at pretty much is when you're not really that guy no more, you are obviously going to take the role because the NBA is a business. Um, and so you're talking about being, you know, non-selfish and this now do whatever. But I mean, if you're in a position, say you're in a position at work and um, pretty much, you know, you're not that guy no more. But you I'm, tr- I'm trying to get to the point and I can't say it, but I think y'all know what I'm trying to get at. I but like, you, it's, I yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to explain it, but I pretty much what I'm trying to get at is Derek Rose wasn't that guy anymore at, at his points of his career. So when you're not known as that guy, you're not the superstar top players up in there. You just really just got to be like, you got to, you got to do it. Accept what you can. You got to accept what you, you got to accept your role and go from there. Cause at the end of the day, he has a family to take care of. He still got money to make. And so that's, that's the point Derek Rose was at his career. Right. And um, so that's what, that's what I was pretty much trying to get at. Um, Also, I do want to bring up something uh, real quick too. Right. Going back to my other point about uh, average games. Now I can explain it more. So he averaged 46 games average in a 15, 14 year career. Now mm-hmm. in those 46 games average, pretty much. Well, yeah, literally I did the uh, calculation and stuff like that. What I was trying to get at, right. 
when I brought up Russell Westbrook of, you know, the long jeopardy of him, you know, being out there uh, consecutively being there for the team. John loves to say the best availability is it's finish it, John. What's it called? The best best ability is availability. Yes. And Derrick Rose was just not out there for his team. Um, And so typically I played basketball, right? If I, if I, if I go off there and I play one game, but I had that one good game and I put up 25 points, your stats are already going to look better you know, than other players because you played less games. And that's the point I was trying to get at. Russell Westbrook was always out there every single night. And, and, and truthfully, Russell Westbrook's numbers, um, I'm not even going to bring that point up yet, but you, you get what I'm trying to get at. He was out there less than Russell Westbrook. And so his numbers, he's, so all the stats you brought up, efficiency, um, turnovers, shooting, um, everything attacking the rim, free throw, whatever the percentage, it's always going to look better. Then Derek, um, then Russell Westbrook is just because he was out there less. So Russell Westbrook average game, he averaged 71 games a year, 71 games a year in a, a 15 year season, which is pretty, pretty oppressive for a player. Like once again, I brought up that um, he's athletic and more and athletic players don't really last long in this league. Now, I just want to bring up one more point, then I'll let you talk. So a lot of people love to bring up the triple doubles. Um, did it mean anything, this and that? Were they winning games, blah, blah, blah? The case may be. I want to bring up this stat, right? They had a 73.2 win percentage of all time when he had triple doubles. So 73% is pretty much you're winning half your, you're winning more than half of your games, right? So everybody's saying he's stat padding this and that. At the end of the day, he was carrying his team throughout those, throughout those um seasons. And there's a point where I'm going to come up with after you rebuttal and stuff like that. Um, but just wanted to bring, uh, just say that pretty much that he had a winning percentage with when he put up a triple uh, average, of triple double. But yeah, that's, that's almost uh start off with. Okay. Um, I think you, you made some fair points, some valid points. Um, I kind of had a feeling that's the direction you were going to go. Uh, but I mean, there's a few things that I will touch on. So I guess the first thing you brought up is, you know, talking about injuries, of course, like with D Rose and stuff like that. And essentially saying, like, I know you said multiple times, this 46 game average, I think it was 46, you said, um, like this 46 game average for his career. So, you know, I was looking at uh, Westbrook's and stuff like that. And I believe Westbrook's is like about a little under 72 game average. Yeah, seven seventy one point like six or something. I I like calculated it. Um, meanwhile, there's other guys on here, you know, that have fifty eight game average a season, fifty one game average. Guys like Steph Curry or Kawhi Leonard, you know, guys that I feel like a majority of NBA fans. I mean, I don't know where you sit necessarily on that, but I feel like a majority of NBA fans would give them the nod uh, over. Um, Russell Westbrook, especially because, you know, just because they're winning and like how much they contribute to that. Whereas even though you could argue like with Westbrook, I'll, I'll give in a few examples, you know, Westbrook and Dwayne Wade, you know, Westbrook has more total points, rebounds, assists, steals, comparable minutes, higher averages than those as well. He has more points, rebound, about as many rebounds a game, assists, steals, about the same amount of minutes as Dirk Nowitzki. And same thing, even kind of with Chris Paul, he has more points, rebounds, blocks while playing less minutes. He has an MVP and Chris Paul doesn't, but 
even though Chris Paul doesn't have a ring, I feel like most people, at least for all those guys I just mentioned, would probably take them over Russ on their team. You know, and the main factors that uh, what I've seen, you know, why would the NBA consensus from what I've seen consider Paul to be better at graders? Because even though he hasn't won, the two things to consider is first, his health in the postseason is not always there. So you got to account for that. And people account for that, especially with Chris Paul. And two, he also elevates his game in the playoffs to a better degree from his regular season form than Russell Westbrook. And those same two things can also apply to what we do about Derrick Rose, who does have a league MVP. And he's been the best player on a team that's got further in the playoffs than a Chris Paul-led team has. Because let's be honest, when they made the finals with the Suns, he probably wasn't the best player. He definitely wasn't the best player when they made the conference finals with Houston. So, you know, Russ has been the best player in a playoff team at least twice, but you could argue four times with the three years after KD and with Washington. And he's never been out of the first round, never even forced a game seven. Um, Shoot. Um, Okay. I'll I'll leave some of my rebuttal stuff, but, and so in two of those series, Russ's team was actually favored to win as well by the, by the odds makers. Um, The only time a Derrick Rose team was favored to win in the playoffs and didn't was with the Knicks. That wasn't even really a Derrick Rose team. It was supposed to be a Julius Randle team and Derrick Rose picked up his slack. So just considering that, and before you even say anything like Russ was guarded by Ben Simmons in those playoffs or whatever, he wasn't because Bradley Beal was guarded by him for 32 minutes. The main defenders were George Hill, Danny Green, and Tyrese Maxey in that series by Russell Westbrook. Um, and Rose primarily was DeAndre Hunter and Bogdan Bogdanovich. I'm running out of time, so but by the next rebuttal, I'll have more for you, but I'll leave it at that right now. Probably not uh, satisfied with it, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know, I mean, all right, so I'm not. I'm just going to throw more facts out there, and then, you know, if you hmm. want to bundle from that, then you Three minutes. Then. Yeah, got you. Mm-hmm. So out of the 15-year career, Russell Westbrook been in the playoffs 11 out of 15. He has one NBA Finals appearance, four Western Conference Finals appearance, and in those playoffs, he has 2,727 points, 874 assists, and 794 rebounds. Now, I'm not sure if I'm mistaken, but I know Derrick Rose only made it to one Eastern Conference Finals, and that was the year that he had 62 wins. Um, also, Derrick Rose have never made it to the NBA Finals. And then also, I do want to say this. Um, you kind of already brought it up and it kind of sucks. But anyways, I'm just going to say it. Um, when you brought up the field goal percentage of, you know, a, a lot of people love to say that, you know, Westbrook is Westbrook and West this and that, 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 that he's broken. Right. So if we're going to talk about that, Russell Westbrook, I'm just going to say it all. He's 28th in scoring in NBA history with 24,125 points. But. He took 8,626 shots. He made eight. Well, he took 19,734 shots, field goal attempts. He made 8,626, which rounds up to about 43%, um, 43.7% from the field. Also, he uh, attempted 1,205 three-pointers made. I'm I'm getting confused. He shot 1,000, no, 3,959 attempted and made 1,205, right? which is about 30% from the three-point line. Now, earlier, I remember you brought up that Derrick Rose blows out West, Westbrook in that field goal percentage uh, for career, correct? You said that? Yeah. And, um, and I, and, and yeah, for mid-range, I was, that was when I said blowout, but yeah. Oh, okay. 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 But still he has the efficiency edge. Okay. 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 Right. So, and this may not even be to Garrett. This may be to just everybody in the world. So, if everybody's calling Westbrook and this and that, 
Derrick Rose careers averages are 31.5% from the three-point line and 45%, 45.6% from the field, right? And he averaged 17 points a game, 3.3 rebounds, and 5.3 assists. Wow. If we look at Russell Westbrook, on the other hand, um, very, very similar in, in, in that fact. Uh, of course, I lost the damn thing. Oh, career, 22 and a half points. He's shooting 43.7% from the field and shooting 30.4% from the three-point line. So why does one get called Westbrook, but one calls more, doesn't really get called more? You know, you get what I'm trying to get at? So, like, they shoot, their, their, their field goal percentage is very, very yeah, their field goal percentage is very, very similar. So that's the only part that I'm super, super confused about. But it is what it is. It comes to, right? Also, I'm just going to stop right here because I have more things to go, but I'm not even going to go from there. But that's just what 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 pretty much I have to say um, about that. Um, so I have a great point about what you said about why is Derrick Rose get uh, basically a free pass for that, whereas Westbrook does not. So up until the point from when he tore his ACL until um, 2018 with the Wolves, he had not had a, a healthy offseason where he could just focus on his craft instead of focusing on rehabbing. That was the first time in all those six, seven years that he had a chance to actually work on his craft again, which is something that if you were watching him in 2013, 2014, you would notice that he was starting to look like an actual better three-point shooter. In fact, up until that point, that was his best three-point shooting year. Um, And then he went down the one game and, you know, so be it uh, against Portland. But that year, up until the end of 2018, and I don't have the graphic up here. I'm kind of going off the top of my head. But he, I do have the stats here. And in those first 32 games of the season, he was taking about three and a half threes a game and shot 46% from three. He was top five in the whole entire league in three-point percentage that year. So just factoring in one offseason where you can actually work on your craft instead of rehabbing an injury, you know, I, th- I think it makes a lot of a difference. And so another thing I wanted to talk about that I didn't get to last time is like with these accolades that you brought up, um, you know, for Westbrook, I mean, obviously, accolades are different in all respects, just because there's some players, if you were going to base it off accolades, then I feel like everyone's list is going to look different than how it does right now for greatest of all time or something like that. But there's guys on here that are at least when I made my top 50 list, I think like a year or so ago, guys like Chris Paul, who I mentioned, Pete Maravich, Elgin Baylor, George Gervin, Patrick Ewing. Uh, Dominique Wilkins, these guys don't have a league MVP. They don't have a championship, but I mean, I think most people would consider them top 50 all time or very close to, um, and some of them would probably be considered over Westbrook personally. Um, so just something to take, keep into account is that like, you can't just, I guess, waste so much on accolades. Um, but at the same time, you know, I was, I was kind of interested in one thing, I guess, I guess this is an accolade, not really, but I guess it is um, because the media votes on it. And so you were talking about um, like this longevity thing with Westbrook where there's 10 seasons um, combined between Rose and Russ that they've gotten MVP shares. But Russ has this big longevity edge on Rose, yet only six of those 10 years he's gotten more MVP shares. And the other four, Rose has actually gotten more MVP shares. Also, when Rose won MVP, he got a higher share of the MVP votes than Russ when he won his. Just something to keep into account 
Um, I also think in 2012, again, that's when Derrick Rose got injured, tore his ACL. They had the best record in the league. Like I said, they were top five in offense, top five in defense, top five in three-point percentage, and they only played OKC once that year in OKC. And OKC won that game, but Derrick Rose did not play. Neither did Richard Hamilton. Both those guys combined were a plus 19.8 on the season when they were on the court, and they lost the game by about 14. So you could argue that they should have won that game. But at the same time, it was a lockout year, so they only played the one game in OKC. They never had a home game in Chicago. And the year before, uh, both teams in the matchup, they both won their home game. If they were playing in the playoffs, the Bulls would have had a home court advantage. And if that trend followed through, the Bulls would have beat them in a playoff series if they got to the finals, which I do think they would have. Um, you know, I, again, I, I just I personally think it's a little bit maybe misleading just because um, some of these guys, like I said, when I drew up the comparison with Wade and Kawhi and Curry and how Westbrook may have more total stats or better per game averages per se than some of these guys, um, it's you know, the one thing that stands out is championships. Whereas, you know, other guys like Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul actually plays a big part in this whole debate just because he doesn't have a championship yet. He still gets, I guess, put in the same light. I don't know if you know, like what I mean, where it's like, he's more conducive to a winning environment, even though he still doesn't have a championship, but most people would rather have him on their team. But I just, I'm kind of curious why that doesn't apply to Derrick Rose here. Um, because like I said, Derek Rose, when he was the best player on his team, they made it to the Eastern conference finals. Right. And they really never got a second chance. Usually there's always one year where you get that taste of experience. And then the next year you get back, you know, Russ in 2012, got that little taste of experience. You could actually argue in 2011, he got that experience and making the conference finals too, but then 2012, he made the finals. And then, you know, they never got back there. You know, of course, the next year he got hurt. But, um, you know, after that, there was a little bit of disappointment. And I think just the whole way that, that ended with him and Kevin Durant was disappointing. But again, like, another, that's another thing, too, with them making the finals. Like, you mentioned how Russ made it, but he wasn't the best player on his team. It was Kevin Durant. M many people would probably tell you that Kevin Durant, at least compared to 2012, more so than uh, 2013, uh, cause LeBron was really good in 2013. Like some people would probably argue that Durant deserved MVP that year in 2012. And probably in terms of best seasons of players that didn't win an MVP, you could argue that he's right up there. So just factoring in that one guy was a second option on his team. The other guy was the first option on the team with the better record and more again, 60 over a 67 win pace. That team was going to be at least a top two regular season record since the turn of 2000. So, all right. So a lot of things I heard into that, um, his statements were a lot of ifs. Um, and then a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of judging on, you know, the accolades at the end of the, not judging, maybe that's a bad wording, but like maybe misleading, like he, you know, Garrett said, um, and I feel like when it comes to Westbrook's accolades, no one talks about it because all they see from Westbrook is the last few seasons, right? So it's recency, recency bias, right? But I know everybody, and I know Gary can agree, Russell Westbrook, um, throughout his OKC years, probably was top two point guards in NBA history um, during those years. Uh, I mean, the dude was a baller. 
But that's not the point I'm trying to get at. I'm just going to throw all my facts at right now, okay? So I deemed out the four years he averaged a triple-double, which no one has done, and he has a winning percentage while doing that. Also, I do want to say this. The 2010-2011 season, that's the year Derrick Rose had uh, – I'm going to go to the thing right now. Derrick Rose had 25 – not 25, 2,500 points. Um, no, yeah, 2,026 points, three rebounds, and 600 assists. That was his uh, – I think that was his MVP season, right? Um, and during that – and during that, right, Russell Westbrook during that season, um, when we go back up to that – so remember the stats. Russell Westbrook during that year – he had 1,793 points, 379 rebounds, and 676. So the point that I'm really just trying to get at is that Derrick Rose had an MVP season. I believe he was the first person to do that in NBA history with those stats. But Russell Westbrook wasn't far away from that at all. Um, and that was probably Russell Westbrook. I'm not going to say his worst year, but he was still young and still getting better at that. Also, what I want to say, going to his MVP season, he's one of two players in NBA history to average a triple-double for a season. That year, he had 42 triple-doubles that year, and he became the first player to lead the league points and assists in multiple seasons. Also, I want to say, in the MVP season, he averaged about 31.6 points a game, which Derrick Rose had never done in his NBA career, has never. Um, he shot 42% from the field, 10.7 rebounds, 10.4 assists, and that year, they won. he won MVP as a sixth seed. Now, we all know when you do MVP voting, um, typically – the, the people that get MVPs or players are typically one or two seed. The fact that Russell Westbrook won it the year as a six seed is absolutely incredible. Now let's just go to the roster that he was playing with. Let's go to the players that are currently not even in the NBA no more, the team that he was carrying that whole year. He had Alex Sabrinas, not in the league no more. He had Steven Adams. Steven Adams was up and coming. He was still very young. He wasn't as Steven Adams as he is now, but he was still proven, right? They had Samaj Christian. I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't even know who he is. They had Norius Cole, a Miami Heat vet. They had Nick Collison, Ennis Freedom, Todd Gibson, Jeremy Grant. Now, when you heard Jeremy Grant, you're probably like, okay, Portland, Detroit Grant. But Grant wasn't as good as he is now, right? They had Josh Hustis. They had Arsana Silvia. They had Doug McDermott, Anthony Morrow, Campaign, Andre Roberson, Sabonis. And Sabonis was, wasn't as talented as he is now. He wasn't even good. That's why they traded him away. They had Kyle Singler. So that was a team that Russell Westbrook was carrying alone by himself. So half of these players that I named, some are still in the NBA. Some don't even play in NBA no more. Also, what I want to say is Derrick Rose, he torn his ACL. Um, and the year that he came back, and I, I, I love Derrick Rose, so I'm, I'm, I'm tight that I have to bring up this point in a sense. But a lot of people love, say, if Derrick Rose was never injured, he would still be that top guy. Well, Let's talk about Paul George. He broke his leg and still a superstar player in this league. Um, we also could talk about Russell Westbrook. And what I want to bring up is the year he came back from injury, he averaged 16 points a game. He shot 35% from the field, 3.2 rebounds, 4.3 assists, and only played about 10 games that year, which is, once again, injury prone. But with Russell Westbrook, I know we all remember when Patrick Beverly torn his meniscus during the playoffs, right? He came back uh, for... The next year, and for Russell Westbrook, the next year, he averaged 28 points a game, 42.6% from the field, 7.3 rounds, 8.6 assists, and made it to the Western Conference. So that excuse of Derrick Rose never got injured, that excuse of this and that, yes, I guess you can use it. But the same thing with Russell Westbrook, he torn his meniscus, he dealt with a lot of injuries. Russell Westbrook is, isn't as injury prone as Derrick Rose, but every after every single year for Russell Westbrook, he always came back stronger 
and he still played excellent basketball. And there was no excuse if Russell Westbrook this or that. It's only for Derrick Rose. Um, also, what I want to throw out there, too, is that when you look at, you know, I know uh, homeboy over here, Garrett, don't like accolades. But when you just want to compare the accolades for a sec, only thing that's really noticeable for Derrick Rose accolades is the MVP in 2011. He was a three-time All-Star. And then he was All-NBA First Team 2011. But after that, he run Rookie of the Year in 2009 and 2009. Um, All-Rookie, All-NBA All-Rookie of the Year in 2009. But after that, Derrick Rose has not gained nothing. And we're in the 2023 season, guys. Um, and, and a lot of people love to throw out there that, you know, Russell Westbrook's IQ, um, Russell Westbrook, you know, a lot of turnovers and this and that. And it is true. You know, Russell Westbrook turns turns the ball over a lot. But also, when you have the ball in your hand, you know, frequently, like Russell Westbrook always had the ball in his hand. It's not an excuse to do it. But when you look at these other top tier players, like, a, you know, a James Harden, they're averaging around similar uh, turnovers around there, too. And people are going to throw out there, well, he's averaging 10 assists. Well, Russell Westbrook is coming off the bench averaging seven and a half assists. But when he's a start, he's averaging around there, too. So we could throw that out there because in four years, he averaged a triple double. Right. Um, also, I want to talk about that. He's top 10 in NBA history with assists with a 9,002, um, 24,000 points once again in his career. He had five games with 50 plus points. Um, he had 54 against Indiana, 51 against Phoenix, 58 against Portland, 57 against Orlando and 50 against, um, Denver. And he was fourth in the rookie of the year for the 2008, 2009 season. So, you know, Derrick Rose won that year. Um, but it still shows that Russell Westbrook was still balling and he still was in the, um, rookie of the year conversation. So pretty much that's what I got to say about Russell Westbrook. I mean, um, the, the, the 11 out of 15 in the playoffs, you know, four Western Conference finals appearance, uh, playoff points and all this other stuff. You know, Derrick Rose can't even really compare about that. Uh, he hasn't even touched it. Unlike Russell Westbrook, he has been there for the moments and he has done his thing, man. So I always love you, Russell Westbrook. I always defend you. You're the best point guard in NBA history to me, man. And I love Derrick Rose, man. But the excuse of if he never got injured is this and that. But, you know, Russell Westbrook torn his meniscus and came back and still averaged 28-plus points a game and made it to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, first of all, I did have a question for you. So you said when Russ was at his best, did you – I don't know if I heard you right and I'm yeah. just, like, kind of blown away or if I heard you wrong. Did you say he's top two or three point guard ever? Is that what you said? No, for that – for those years. Right. So it was always Steph and it was always Dame, but it was always oh, so like best at that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what okay. I mean. yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, no, no. Ooh, but, like that, that'll be like, that might be something else. Like, I don't know. But, but I also do want to talk about not just to, you know, break you up. Mm. Russell Westbrook in NBA history is going to be retired as, you know, for point guards, at least he's always going to be, you could put him in top 10 conversation, no matter what. So just with accolades alone. Well, first then, of all, and, and okay, I, I, well, I was just going to say too, like, it's interesting you use the word retired. I will, I should say, um, they just announced a few days ago, I think, that uh, the Bulls have, I mean, I'm sure the Thunder will too, but the Bulls have unofficially retired D Rose's jersey. So when he's actually retired, they're going to retire yeah. his jersey. Um, and I'm sure the Thunder will do the same for Russ. But again, that's just like, you know, one team piece. But anyway, so um, I guess some of the things that I'll touch on, I know you were talking about like Paul George and Westbrook's injury and um, like from the Patrick Beverly thing. I, I don't know about all that. Like, I know, yeah, like you could say like, well, these guys came back and these guys didn't. 
but you know, I feel like it's kind of hard to compare injuries. I feel like this is like the whole Tony Parker Kawhi thing, like in 2018, where Tony Parker's like, well, my injury is like a hundred times worse than his and he's not coming back. And then he ended up leaving and then he did win a championship. But like, the point is like, it's hard to compare different injuries, even if it is like, okay, I, I tore an ACL, that guy tore an ACL. I think it's just a little bit different with who you have as your trainer, who you have, it's the doctors that are telling you what, and then like, you never know like which direction, like they're going to have to go. You don't know how long they're going to rehab. You don't know what like strength and muscular training they're going to have to do to get back to where they were. Um, but another thing I will say too, is, you know, talking about that 2011 team. Um, so obviously back in 2011, the pace of the league was significantly slower than it has been in recent years. Uh, and that includes, I believe, Russell Westbrook's MVP year. But if you adjust, you know, possessions to about, I think it's per 75 possessions, which is about 36 minutes per game or so like that, um, you know, Rose's MVP stats would look more like 27 over eight assists and about five rebounds a game, which again, yeah, it's not a triple double. But at the same time, I don't think he cares more about getting a triple double. I think he's always cared more about winning. That's been his like motto from the time he came into the league is that he just wants to win. I've seen old videos about him when he came into the NBA. There were old videos when he was first, second year, and he walked around. I think it was a few months ago I was watching it. Um, and he was like touring around like the Chicago Bulls place and they showed like the six trophies. And he's like, that's the whole ambition. We're trying to get one of these, you know, there's not a lot of players like that, you know, and he's focused on his craft. I think, was it today or was it yesterday or something like that? Or it was almost uh, 11 or 12 years to the day of when like all the all-stars came out and they're all dancing and celebrating and Rose is just there. Like, you know, he's focused on the game. So I think that tells a lot about like, his mentality and where his mind's at. Um, but, you know, overall, I think D Rose is probably represented with more respect than Westbrook. I mean, every teammate that I've seen him play with, they've only had good things to say about him. Even guys that haven't played with him, you know, like, like Steph Curry and stuff like that. Like he basically him and LeBron, I know LeBron played with him, but like they both echoed that he's a superhero, like after his 50 point game, um, whereas for Russ, I mean, I think the players do definitely give him more respect than the media does. Um, but still there's some that point out the idea of him stat padding and focusing more on that than actually winning. Um, and you know, even just in terms of like net worth, I don't know how, I guess, accurate sports Kita is. Um, but I did find on there that they estimate that Rose's brand overall is about 10 million more, uh, valuable than Westbrook's brand. So. Um, I guess that that's also something to keep note of when we move down the line more and more, um, you know, when they're 10, 20 years retired and like we're focusing on their legacies, um, you know, even in 2019, like when you could argue, of course, I mean, Russell Westbrook, he was averaging a triple double uh, as well. But I mean, Derek Rose is also having a great year based on the situation he was in when no one thought he everyone thought he was over. He was finished. And yet he was still top two in all-star voting. So I don't know. I mean, there, there's other things I could get into here. Um, I personally think like down the stretch of games, like even though, even though I would, I will say Russ, his clutch stats are more impressive than probably people think. Um, I think more people would probably lean toward Derek Rose down the stretch of their games. Um, just because I, I just, cause I like his swagger and just the way that we've seen it both in the playoffs and the regular season. 
So that's probably, I mean, I could get more nitty gritty into this, but I don't want to make this like forever, but um, that's probably like the basis of it. I mean, overall, like they're both great. I'm not going to take away from like Westbrook and say like, he's not a hall of famer. I think both these guys are hall of famers. So um, I don't know. That's, just where I stand. I'm, I'm always, like you said about Westbrook, you're always going to defend him. I'm always going to defend D Rose. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, obviously you might not agree, but I think there are definitely some valid points. Um, you know, that there are ways that Derek Rose had an upper hand on Westbrook, just like there's ways that Russell had an upper hand on uh, D Rose. So uh, I guess to each their own, but this is where I stand. Oh, so I just want to talk about the injury thing, right? That's another, like, I'm going to really say about that is you brought up training and stuff like that. At the end of the day, it's excuses, right? Like, I mean, like, he don't have the right team around him, right? I mean, that's not really anybody else's if, fault. But if if I can interrupt real quick, um, just because look at the Chicago Bulls over the past several years and how many times that injuries have been, you know, the forefront of the problems. Luol Dang and – not to get TOS, but he literally almost died in 2012, 2013 in the playoffs because, you know, basically Tom Thibodeau was exerting him so much. And I think he had like uh it was like a lung problem. I don't know, like the complete basis of it, but there's that at least right now there's the Lonzo ball thing. Our organization has not had a good history with injuries over the last decade plus. So I'm but just going to leave that out there. I mean, like, but at the end of the day, that's, no one's fault. That's like, you know, like, I don't think that's real- right. But I'm, I'm saying like to hold that against D Rose, that's kind of unfair. That's, that's something that you well, can't. Okay. You know? So, okay, cool. So another thing, and you brought mm-hmm. up the all-star game where I, I've recently just seen you, you just stand there serious. Well, man, he was sitting there serious. I ain't never seen one MVP in, in the all-star game. Not once, not twice. You no, know, Russell Westbrook did it. Who but not Rose? Huh? Like when all-star MVP? Yeah. Yeah. Man, come on! Like, I, I, but no, you brought you brought MVP. it up though, right? You brought it up. You 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 kind of brought up the point where he's just like he's sitting there chilling, and I'm just like, all right. Well, I mean, he's so locked into the game. And then you talk about just winning real quick. I mean, I just I was saying that like I don't think he's locked in the the antics. I think he was just more focused on playing basketball. And, yeah, like, so he's more win. focused on winning. But he so the main point he was just trying to really bring up is that he just cares about winning. Well, clearly it hasn't happened in his career because he only made it to one Eastern Conference Finals. That that's 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 well, the only. Has it for Westbrook? He made it to the finals. And what what did what everybody Behind says? So you bring up Kevin so, Durant. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but this is a Russell Westbrook and uh Derek Rose debate. So no one's talking about anything. Cause I could have brought up the teams. I didn't, I, I kept the teams out for a reason. This is just thing and this, this and that. But, anyways, at the end of the day, you make it to the finals. That's the hardest thing in NBA. That's it. And, and football, that's hard to make it to the Super Bowl. No matter what, it's hard. Like, even if you lose win, it's hard, right? So everybody's gonna get the credit for that. So you well, just it's up- hard also, though, with, like I said, injuries when it's your best player, not just your best player. Joakim Noah also went down in that same. I don't want to hear this. That's, that's again though. with the injuries. And even the year before in 2011, they had Boozer out half the year These and they had Joakim Noah though. out half of the year. They had a 40 year old Kurt Thomas and Keith Bogans. Both those guys started about half the season. Actually, Keith Bogan started every game and they averaged eight points a game or less together. So like to see the thing think is ab- about think about two guys that average four points a game starting in your okay. lineup right now. Listen, 
You want to make the playoffs. Next man always Play steps up. Next man always steps up. That's the mentality. These players are getting played millions of dollars. You got to step up. It happens. Injuries happen. Russell Westbrook dealt with these injuries with his team. They're like we, we acting like OKC okay, didn't lose some some key players in the postseason. Like I don't bring up injuries because like they're free accidents. Accidents cool, but you got to still play through it. That's all my, I'm saying. You got to play through it. My, my hold point on. that I'm. But let me just start with this. So I can ahead, just finish my ahead. just finish all my points, right? Mm. Um. Russell Westbrook is probably least respected compared to Derrick Rose, but who's really Russell Westbrook definitely plays a part. And this is the last thing I'm going to say. The media destroys Russell Westbrook a lot. And so with the media doing that, it makes people like you makes people like John that may not watch Russell Westbrook who may not, you know, go too deep in like I do, right? Like you go into deep and D row so you can always defend it, but the media is always going to bash every little thing that they hear and stuff like that. So Obviously, the respect level for D Rose is there because he did some cool stuff for his mans. I mean, he got a Nike deal and, you know, half of the money went to his, his boy and stuff like that. So there's a lot of respect. But let's not act like Malik Monk didn't just come out recently. Not Malik Monk. I'm sorry. Uh, Lonnie Walker. That was my best team that I had. There's several teammates because you said that, you know, people say that about Derrick Rose. Well, they say that a lot about um, Russell Westbrook. And the only reason why Russell Westbrook, the limelight's always on Russ is because um, the, he went to the Los Angeles Lakers, so the Lakers is just a televised team no matter what. And then um, when you, you're on OKC and you have Kevin Durant on your team, you're always going to be watched, right? Russell Westbrook, I mean, uh, for Derrick Rose, he was on Chicago pretty much his whole career, right? And well, pretty well, his best years, you could say that, right? And, the, you know, back in the day, a lot of people loved watching Chicago and this and that. But the line, what I'm trying to get at is pretty much the limelight's always on Russell Westbrook no matter what because the agenda that's already on Russ. He's probably a hate. He's like a top hated player in the NBA because of the media. And so the me like the media literally bash pretty much Westbrook's career, his legacy and stuff like that. So I'm just saying the media just try to like throw him down. Derrick Rose is just calm. He don't really talk too much. He's just quiet. So that's the reason why I don't say too, too much about D Rose. But at the end of the day, I love Derrick Rose. At the end of the day, he's getting, you know, the, the crowd's cheering for him because he hasn't played in freaking weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, just recently. Right? That would never, ever my, happen to Russell Westbrook in his career. I'm just my, saying. Uh, my two last things is, first of all, with, you know, I just feel like it's a little, you're being a little inconsistent with the winning argument just because if you want to go off pure winning, you know, pure winning, you know, you win all the way till the end for a season as a championship which none of them have, you know? So to say a guy that's made it all the way, he's won multiple playoff series and got to the conference finals is not considered winning. But then a guy who wins to get to the finals and still has the same outcome at the end is considered winning. I feel like that's inconsistent. Either they're both winning or they're both not winning because in when D Rose made the playoff or when made the conference finals, he was doing more winning than he was losing in that postseason. Same thing with Russ in 2012, but I, I just think you got to you got to stay consistent with that because that's a deep playoff run in both by both means. Well, so 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 I'm not the one that came up with that decision because every time, see, th this is why John should have never let you go because now we're gonna go back and forth when it was just done and over. <laughs> so that's this is all John's fault. You should have just stopped it right there. So you go and talk about the inconsistent about winning, right? I never brought that up. That's just kind of the media and everybody else that um the announcers and that's how that kind of got. So what do you up. so what do you think? What would you say? So you so my. So yeah. my personal opinion at the end of the day, right? Win or lose, and I and I love throw and I love to say this because people do do it to me. We still made it to the Super Bowl, right? Where was your guys at, right? Or we still made it to the championship. At the end of the day, the fact that your team uh, win or lose, uh, you still you still made it there, bro. And I think that's the hard part, right? Like it's it's hard to go win 
16, 20 games in the postseason, well, 16, and then go to the NBA Finals and win. That is extremely hard. So I think you got to put credit into that in the sense of be like. I mean, my, my thing just with that is that, like, you know, when you look at both their guys' career as a whole, like, they're winning more than probably 95% of all the players in the history of the league still. You know, like, so you could compare it like that, even though both of them don't have a championship or just the fact that they win more than they lose in, a, in their best playoff run. So that's where I guess we differ. Um, the, the other and my other point, my last point I was going to make is just, I guess, with the media, I know you said like how they've been against Westbrook and I, I agree they definitely have. But there was also a time and there still kind of is like it's weird, like they pick and choose weird times when to do it that they are also against D Rose. I know the players as a whole are, you know, they're all in support of D Rose, but the media doesn't like him that much. Actually, if the media liked him, you know, just enough, you know, and they were on the player's side, he would have been an all-star in 2019 because the players gave him the vote, the fans gave him the vote, but the media didn't. So, I mean, like, and I'm not, I'm not saying like they were wrong in doing so or whatever, but all throughout like 2012 until he left the Bulls and even like the year after or whatever, they're like, oh, he left that random game against the Pelicans when he was on the Knicks or, oh, now he has to go to the trial. Oh, he's always injured again. Like all these things about D Rose were blowing up so much. I think it's before social media became like as big as it is in recent years. Maybe that's not, maybe that's why it's not as crazy, but sports shows all across the United States were talking about it like that too. Maybe it's just a little bit of a different time. And now like it's more so like anti Westbrook, but there still are people like that against uh, Derek Rose. I think one good example is Bill Simmons. Um, but yeah, still, I'm, I'm, that's something else that I think should be considered. Um, not comparing it by any means, but I think both of them have seen their fair share of backlash. But yeah. Wow. Look at that. What a great debate. I loved all your <laughs> points, Trent. I loved all your points, Garrett. Uh, I mean, that, that was just great. I mean, we, I was happy to hear, you know, hear Garrett be able to go, hear Trent go, be able to hear rebuttals on both sides. And then oh, we even, only went, we only went one hour. I could go a few more hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That we, that's, that's one hour solid of, you know, debating of, of rebuttal and all that. Um, and then before, before we get out of here, I do got to give, I feel like my answer to, to this, to be honest with you. And that is look, man, prime to prime in their prime. Okay. And, and, and some people might get mad at me, you know what I'm saying? Some people might get mad and some people might say I'm walking the fence, but look, prime to prime, so in their primes, I'm taking Derrick Rose, okay? But if we are taking as a whole, as a career, and if I have to pick a player that I have to put on my team for, and I'm going to, and I'm starting a team, this is not just a, I'm trying to win a championship one year. If I'm starting a team for years to come, I'm taking Russell Westbrook only because of how much more he does on the court than, uh, than Derrick Rose as far as like other attributes of the game man but i want well i already know garrett's answer i already know trent's answer but what i want to know is i want to know the family's answer so let us know in the comment section down below man who do you got derrick rose russell westbrook and why is why is your reason why you have one or the other um and i know this was a long video man but for the family out there that stay stay through the whole thing man we appreciate you guys as always don't forget to check out my boy garrett's channel it all everything will be in the description down below social media channel all that man uh, my boy T Riz got off his points today, um, but I mean, T Riz, you got any last words to say before we get out of here? Listen, this is, this is this is this is this is all I'm gonna say, man. Listen, 
Russell Westbrook is still competing to win an NBA championship, and Derrick Rose is getting over uh, freaking the crowds chanting D Rose to come get in the game because he don't even play no more. That's that's all I gotta say. Because can I can I jump in? Because he wants to because he wants to be a coach or he wants to be a scout because he can't ball no more. That's what it is. That, well, no first more. first of all, that's not true because prior to when he got hurt last year, which I know you're gonna be like, oh, here we go, he's getting hurt again. I just bring up but, a lot of ifs. Hurts and excuses. That's Pri- all I hear from you. Prior to when day. he got hurt last year, he was the best player on the Knicks those first two months of the season. Any Knicks fan will tell you that straight up because it was the consensus from Knicks Twitter, Instagram, everything like that. But what I will say is he's currently on contract. He's on a team option. They already said they're most likely not going to pick it up. Um, and then he's going to be a free agent, and then he'll get to go wherever he wants. And you'll see the market for D. Rose here in a few months, and you'll, you'll see there's going to definitely be more teams out there than – all these teams that are just, you know, struggling, you know, they're, if you noticed Miami heat, LA Clippers, Chicago bulls, my Chicago bulls, Washington wizards were the main suitors. I think the big theme there is that they don't know what they're doing. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Wait, but on Twitter, I don't know if you, cause you like to throw on Twitter. I think you brought up four mm. teams and I think Clippers were part of the team that said that was going to win a championship, but that's none of my business though. I had a great, oh, episode. I love y'all. That's, that's called that's called my troll. That's called my troll. Oh, so your troll. So your troll. I think your troll yeah. has some actually legit teams that was actually going to win it though. So I don't know how troll really? that was. Except I, you're I, missing I had to go the back. Lakers. I had to go back to the suite. Nah, he didn't have Lakers in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm saying he was trolling. That's how I know he was trolling because he didn't have the Lakers. <laughs> but no, there was a. We can end the episode. But I swear there was some teams that he. I gotta go look back at the thing. He put up some good teams that winning it though. Oh, he brought up. Okay. Anyways, I love y'all. We out here. <laughs> we love y'all, man. We out. <laughs>